Hey guys, it's time for a PB&J. PB&J sandwich? No, it's a podcast. Oh! Silly. Hey, what's up everybody? My name's Patrick. I'm Bryce. I'm Jordan. And welcome to episode... 88. ...of the PB&J podcast. everybody welcome to the show uh, pbnj podcast show that is uh, episode 88 as you heard from the robot um if you're here for the live stream you'll notice that there's a bunch of light coming in the window to my right uh and if you are uh and if you're here after the fact or or even watching this um 18's number i who is this which one of you is messaging us <laughs> Is me. Uh, Bryce is, is derailing me already, mostly because Jordan's not here, mostly because we had to record in the morning, because we felt bad that we have not supplied a show yet this week. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it was Christmas, like, don't don't hate us, we were we were busy with family, we had pies to eat, and like, there was dreams pie. to crush, like, you there gotta w- understand, that's a thing. Um, but we still wanted to pump something out for you. And Friday was Friday in the AM was the only matching schedule for two of us that we could feasibly do. So we threw it together so we could give you guys the love and you deserve the whoop whoop, as they say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That good. Um, it it would be, and I'm sure that, you know, next week's going to be probably a little odd too with new year's, but I mean, who knows? We'll figure it out. Come as we go. We're professionals. It'll be fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. We know schedules. We're yeah. good at schedule. We're good at 10 a.m. on a Friday. That was on the schedule. You yeah. guys should have double checked. Maybe you if you emailed us, you would calendar. know. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> we'd email you back. We'd tell you about it. We'd be like, hey, FYI, 10 a.m. Yeah. Um, we didn't We didn't just find out last night. Shut up. No, yeah. We didn't just talk about this yesterday. It's fine. So, um, so yeah. So, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. You know, we love doing Very this. Happy so, to be here. We got a couple of things to talk about today. Um, yeah. It's kind of probably be semi-condensed show. I know I say that, and then we go for an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> the last time we tried to go for a quick one, it ended up being a long episode, but fuck it. We we know timing as well, because we're professionals. Well, yeah, because we're professionals. Obviously. We give the show exactly the amount of time it needs, and that, that, that just needed more time than we thought. Well, um, this week, just so we're aware, I cannot go past... Uh, twelve o'clock because I literally have to be walking out of my front door at twelve o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> so we will we will not be doing an hour and a half show. Don't worry. No, um, no, 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 no. Don't um, don't look at the time to see if we're live or not. Um, yeah, <laughs> because again, we're professionals. We're professionals. Uh, so we got a lot of things to talk about this week. I think um I think uh, uh Bryce has some really cool stuff to talk about. Yeah. I, as usual, have weird fucking shit to talk about. So, uh, without, further ado, without further ado, I had an idea the other day because um, I was rewatching a James Bond movie because my family has a little bit of a weird Christmas tradition because uh, there was the 12 Days of Bond special that would go on, I think, TBS okay. where they would show all the old Bond movies. And, and you could I remember watch this. Um, I remember this. And like. It it was around Christmas time every year for some reason, so my family's like twelve days of Bond, twelve days of Christmas, makes sense to us. Um, makes sense to us. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, I was rewatching some Bond films as is Christmas tradition, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, I I had a thought when I was watching um, the world is not enough, um, or was it the world is not enough or live and let die? I can't remember. Which How's it go? 
Well, it, essentially, it's the one. No, it is the world is not enough because that's the one that was Q's final movie. Movie. That's okay. the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Because um, um, essentially, in that movie, um, the actor for Q actually passed away. And he knew uh, it was coming kind of deal. So they had like this whole, you know, sending off where he quit being Q and that whole whole business. Mm-hmm. And um, it was all in memory of him. And it was beautiful. But uh, the last thing he does in that movie is he's talking to James Bond. And he's like, I've always tried to teach you two things. One, never let them see you bleed. Right. Okay. And two, always have an escape plan. And with that. The platform he was standing but on I thought... starts sinking into the floor, <clears throat> and he disappears from Bond's view, and the the floor cuts, basically saying, I had an escape route, and I'm out. Okay, well, I have, I have two. One thing I'd like to kind of ask would be, yeah. can you quit being an agent? Like, is that a thing? When you're a hundred and something years old like he was, I'm assuming yes. I'm assuming okay. they're like, we're going to go ahead and say you've given us literally like most of your life in service we're gonna say you're not gonna be that guy who who fucking leaves and and also i don't think i realized that he had such a relationship um with with bond bond yes 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 q was the one constant he's one of the only people who could give james bond shit and actually come out on top like he was, he would constantly be quipping with James Bond because you know how James Bond, this the classic scene, he'll be in Q's workshop and he's like, "What toys do you have with me?" And he's touching everything, setting off everything, and Q's just like, "Stop fucking this shit! What is wrong mm-hmm. with you?" Um, but it was one of those situations where Q always had an answer to everything, and he always had like a a quip, and there was a, most of the time, Q would be, in my opinion, the victor in the little battle of wits that they yeah. would have. And that's amazing to me because James Bond is the guy. Like, he's the guy. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I just seen... So, okay, so they're friends or whatever, I guess, is kind of what I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they're friends, but they almost have, like, a familial relationship. Yeah. And there is a theory that in the in the James Bond universe, James Bond is a code name and is given to whatever asshole is the current James Bond of the day. So 007 is one code name, and then James Bond is another code name because they're his his just true identity is so secret and important that they just like those are the two things. He's become like a well, mythos. and it would make sense with all the switching. I mean, they could yeah, literally and, and write that into why actors and mm-hmm. some there are certain plot points that that occur that um, certain James Bonds have been married where others have not, and there's like this whole weird situation. So that's how they made it make sense. But Q was constant throughout all those switches. Um, so it's one yeah. of those things where I'm really curious about Q's early days. Like, before, like where did he Before he, he was in the from? workshop. Because everything he talks about and his ideas for these various, like, gadgets speak to me of someone who's had field experience and wished they had something like that when they had field experience. Like, I want to see a pre-bond Q. Like... Pre-tech? Well, him... It's basically... The the ultimate Q movie for me would be him as an agent mm-hmm. and it, and the technology department not really existing or not being very good okay. and him just MacGyvering all of his equipment as that it goes along. That would be long. cool. And so, like, he's making his spy gear out of whatever's available 
so that way he can MacGyver his way through everything. Because James Bond, he MacGyver's using the Q tools in ways that maybe they weren't designed to be used or, you know, had an alternate use or whatever. Uh-huh. But I want to see Q using the raw materials, making up gadgets as he goes along so he can survive in the field. And because maybe an entire... Maybe an entire like department of people telling him that you know uh, that's not going to work or 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 you can't Maybe, do or, this or, or 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 his his exploits in this movie because it doesn't have to be a series like a okay. one a single Q movie with his origin basically as a field agent would be fascinating to me and his success with the gadgets he's created and the traps he's done and everything he did to outsmart his opponents. Um, would spurn MI6 to be like, we want you to be the head of a tech department because we want these gadgets for everyone. What you just did was insane, and we think that you can help. Oh, see, everyone. that would be cool. Like, the end of the movie essentially is like, holy shit, what, what did... Yeah, we want to start that department, and can you be the head? And he Why agrees. did you even put your phone in your shoe? And, and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, weird shit like that. But the other thing is, they could disguise it as a James Bond film. And then they can confirm after, like, this is a prequel to all the other James Bond films, right? And then they can confirm at the end his code name changing from James Bond to Q. And basically confirming that James Bond is also a code name. And they can bring that theory into it and make it canon. See, I would like that better. It's kind of like Doctor Who, right? Which I bet, you know, based on the shelf behind me, nobody thought that I liked it. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, what is that, a phone booth? What, are you retarded? Exactly. Well, you got a phone booth on your shelf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a police box. A Don't call. hate me, Whovians. Yeah, you're actually going to... Yeah, gonna I'm going to Hey, we're going to get some email, and it's going to yeah. be people cursing at fucking Bryce. Like, he doesn't know Doctor Who. What the fuck? No, but that's... I mean, that's how that show works uh yeah. they switch they switch uh do- the doctor up every couple of uh seasons and it's in- canon because in the universe the, mm-hmm. it's him regenerating and what's cool is you get to write every few years you get to have like an extreme plot line that ends in like his death somehow through saving you know uh, right. uh people so then then you get this whole cool and and i think that's one of the you know, catches for that show, but they His wrote it right. The finales are really <clears throat> fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they're extreme. Um, but yeah. you're, uh, but, but if you take that theory that every time we've seen a different actor or different actors in that universe playing different people, it's, it's not that it's it. a reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that, you know, like the, the chick, director chick in the newer movies. Uh, can be a different person has that exact same name when they're doing that job. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Because I'm pretty sure M used to be male too. Yeah. Yeah, M used to be a dude. So like, these have to be code names that are given, and I think it would be really cool of them to like give the fans that that moment. And that's a really cool like ending moment to a movie. Yeah. Like the last line is. You are now known as Q, James. And then, wong, everyone would be like, oh, shit, this was a Q movie, and James Bond is a code name. And people would be talking about that ending forever. Um, yeah. So time stamping this, this episode, I want this movie made, but I want credit uh, for the idea. So um, whoever owns... Do you want money, or do you want just credit? Like just I, I don't know if this I, goes out if to I was allowed Bryce to write it, the PB and J podcast. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I will write it 
and then and then I want money. But I, I definitely want at the very least credit in in there, like a special thanks to or something, just because that'd be so cool to be part of making that. And it's a childhood like fantasy to to like have this movie be a thing because I've always I've always loved Q. And I, he's always this, been an enigma to me. Because I know that you know your family, you know, does the whole thing. Have you pitched this to any of your family members yet? No, I've actually I haven't talked to anyone about it except you guys because I was um, I only just recently watched it and I'm a hermit and I don't talk to people. Um, so like, <laughs> I don't talk to people. Yeah, I, I actually I spoke to my dad uh, uh, after Christmas, which was nice. I hadn't speaking spoken to him in a while because I'm a terrible son and I don't call people. Um, so, uh, I don't know. It, like, it doesn't make you a terrible son. All of my family. I'll go on record right now and be like, doesn't make you a terrible son. People get yeah. busy, and also I'm lazy, so sorry. Same boat. For bro. me, it's Same more boat. of the also I'm lazy. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to talk to my family about it soon. But I got to keep it kind of under wraps, you know? This might be, this might be big for me. I'm That's tweet true. some people. Keep it kind of under wraps as he puts it on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's time and date stamped. So yeah. if anyone comes at me, I can post this episode Come and be like, me, no, bro. I talked about it here. This is when the idea was conceptualized. Right. Show episode episode 88, something about your mom's pants, uh, which I don't We're actually. Call, that's the name of the episode now. Something yeah. about your mom's pants. <laughs> there you go, you, something you just, about your mom's it. pants. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing that in the chat. Please so that do. Way we so we don't forget. Uh, around um, a minute 47. I talked mm-hmm. about it. Uh, <laughs> they go in and it's just us being like, we don't know what schedules are. And they're like, no, you didn't. No, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's actually <laughs> like, it's like 10 minutes later is when we really talked about it. But they didn't list that long because they're like, these guys aren't funny. Yeah, but it's actually, it's actually a song about how we don't know about schedules. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's I, my big movie I idea. I think that's that a I wonderful had. idea. And I think that it would be cool because who doesn't want to see a MacGyver James Bond hybrid? Like Fuck. that's just such such a cool idea. And then for it to be a Q origin story, but don't yeah. tell anybody. That would yeah, be the best part. It has style. to be a secret movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like like it's 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 not named Q or anything. And I swear to God, the trailer better not give that final line because you know how sometimes they do that. Um, yeah, sometimes trailers like I, I think sometimes movies find themselves in this weird situation where they're not good. And they have to, and in order to get people to come and watch said movie, they have to essentially put the badassiest part in the trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. unlike Mortal Engines, which looks like it's just going to be gold no matter what. Yeah, um, like the writing isn't what's important. Yeah, for that movie, we're going to be tearing <laughs> that movie apart, but we're going to watch it and laugh. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> it's going to be this year's best comedy, I think. I think so. Um, whether they wanted it to be that or not. <laughs> Actually, before, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know what? A friend of mine always says the the best comedy ever made? What? Mortal Kombat. He's not wrong. <laughs> Those were $300 sunglasses, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, I shit. I don't know. Um, I was supposed to do like a segue thing. I just realized that I didn't, so... Uh, psychics. What about them? Have funny. you heard of them? Florida <laughs> has them. Psychics. Going to Patrick. How's uh, that for a segue? It was actually, you know what? Best <laughs> one we've ever done. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's. 
I'm pretty sure that's gold. Oh, shit. Uh, no, this is actually just a quick, um, you know me, I didn't really, I, the, the article's giant and goes on about a bunch of blah, 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 no one and cares. And we read five words and now we know all we need to know. Yeah, well, I mean, I know, uh, I, I know the, 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 the gist of it because what the, this yeah. is. I mean, we live in Florida, so exactly. it's one of those things where we've known about this. So. so Old Florida Town has been dubbed the psychic capital of the world. Do you want to guess where I'm talking about? Uh, oh, God, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, no. I know there's a psychic shop literally on every corner. There really is, though. There's only, like, and, four corners. Like, though, I've so. been there. It's a very touristy It's Casadega. Casadega. Thank you. I kept thinking Casablanca, and I'm like, Casablanca. I know that's not right. No. <laughs> this may be the beginning of a beautiful friendship, but that's not the correct place. <laughs> Like, I was just Good like, job. Castle Blanc, Castle You're Blanc, on Castle fire Blanc, in the morning. Castleberry? And I'm like, not Castleberry either. I knew it was... <laughs> so, oh, uh, oh, this is a little town right over here. It's you know actually down the road for me. Um, mm-hmm. I drive through Casadega on my way to pick, the, pick Skylar up from school every day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been around since the mid-1800s. Um, apparently, and I didn't know this, but inspired novelists and songwriters <laughs> like Tom Petty. Um, has a extremely large number of proclaimed mediums or psychics, right? Uh, for some reason, I, and I, again, I don't know why it, this this is this way, but um, the there's like so much history behind it. So like, there's the Devil's Chair, right? Yep. Uh, Devil's Chair is essentially. A what looks like a throne, kind of, but I don't think it's supposed to be a chair headstone mm-hmm. in their little cemetery they have over there. And essentially, you don't want to sit on that shit. Um, mm-hmm. I know a bunch of people that have not dead yet. Um, just saying. It's supposed to give like super bad luck, but I don't <clears> know <throat> how that comes. Like maybe later it'll end up it's made out of asbestos and everyone who sat on it got cancer. I don't know, but. <laughs> well, yeah, but so the town goes back to the 1800s. If you mm-hmm. look around this town, like drive down the roads and whatnot. Now, there are some newer homes, obviously, uh, probably up to the 70s, 80s ish era. Um, but a lot of these freaking houses apparently right. would just look like they looked in the 1800s. So it has that like small haunted town vibe thing going for it. Right. Right. They have they have like spirit night tours and stuff. Like the the haunted trail tours and all that stuff, where they'll visit different places that have have like that kind of shit going on. Um, like they have energy hot spots that they walk you through, essentially, mm-hmm. where there could be like um, not just like good vibes, but also like spooky vibes. Well, now I've never driven off to the Casadega Spiritual Camp, right? Um, yeah, because there is a spiritual camp, by the way, where there's like 60 acres or whatever that has homes on it and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, some uh, what they call a fairy trail, temple of honor, uh, and mm-hmm. I guess a bookstore. Uh, they, they also have a bunch of events uh, there where they'll hold like um, uh, classes. They'll hold like different church services. Yes, uh, for different religions and, and stuff like that. And they also have, like... But that's um, the tourist draw, right? Well, yeah, that is yeah. 100% the tourist draw. Like, they have the historical tour that they always do, uh, where they talk about their history. Um, and they also have a bookstore with, like, occult stuff, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, well, so apparently, though, the Hotel Casadega, right, dates back mm-hmm. to 1926, right? Uh, it was built as a boarding house for guests who were coming to take classes to see medians. So even back then, this was like a medium central thing, right? Unfortunately, yeah, the first building like, yeah. burned down 1926 Christmas Eve. Somebody sat on that fucking chair. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, within months, they had it rebuilt already. As it stands today is the same building from 1927. Mm-hmm. Right. First one designed to be fire resistant. So yeah. it's kind of like they were like, well, the devil doesn't like this building. So we're going to, you know, make it out of asbestos. It's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and they've actually filled it with chandeliers like replica antique furniture and all this other crazy shit. Now. On a real note. Okay, now that's just like the shit this this they're going over here. On a real note, when you drive through that city, it's different. Seriously. It does look different. You do kind of escape time a little bit. But mm-hmm. what the fuck is with all of the psychics and medians? I don't get it. Like, you come over the bridge, and boom, you start to see signs. Mm-hmm. Right? And some of them are at, like, somebody's house. Uh, well, actually, most of them are in people's houses, you know. Raven Star is one that I can remember because I see the uh-huh. sign all the time, right? I think uh, they actually have billboards near the town where it's up on the billboard. Yeah. It, like, that's one of the bigger ones. So, during, and I, I have family members that actually go to this town around Halloween time to get a reading and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I personally don't believe in that stuff. If we're being honest, I think that there could be spirits, possibly, you know, energies or whatever. Maybe one in a million people are sensitive to that, but not the entire town of Casadega. I'm sorry. This is <clears throat> this is pure horseshit. Um, From the understanding and the explanation I've got is that for some reason that area is like a psychic hotspot. Like um, there are some people who talk about key lines, which are like natural energies that course through the earth, um, almost like tectonic plates and stuff like that. How, where they meet is like the place where the earthquakes happen is like a ridge or whatever. There's like lines where the psychic energies from the earth, uh, kind of like well up. Yep. And because of that, there are people who are drawn there that are just psychics, like people well, who are just drawn. But yeah, them. but what's going to happen is, so there's no gas station, no Wawa, there's no, mm-hmm. there. the cell phone service in that area is trash. And there's a fuck ton of like old timey colonial looking houses. Yes. Like the fucking pillars in the front porch. Mm-hmm. So like, I'd be so scared I'm about to be like Salem'd. Well, you you're going mean? like, to get murdered and then you're, and you're not going to be able to call for help. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nowhere to go. Like your your car runs out of gas, and then you you knock on one of the psychic's house, and they're like, "Oh, your car ran out of gas. Who knows you're here? No one. Come inside. Let let me use. You can use my phone. Well, I, and then your heart's being used in some ritual, dude. When you look, but but like the so the Casadega Hotel, right? When you drive past it, it looks creepy. It, oh, looks, yeah, it looks it nice. looks like a place that I don't want to stay in. Honestly, mm-hmm. and not because I'm like uh, there's going to be spirits or something, but because the people that are there are probably equally crazy. Hundred percent, right? Hundred um, percent. So, so anyway, so uh, I I have a, a theory that works that uh, maybe at one point um, 
you know, this was a psychic hotspot, and I think that it, it was one of those scammy type things, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Because back in the day, that's that was the scam. You know, either you had some kind of miracle medicine, or you had access to magical powers that allowed you to heal people. Um, you know, or or tell somebody's future, right? Yeah, there's a like, lot of crystal healing stuff and like all that shit, which I agree. That's like. Well, that's the scam of the 1800s, man, or the or the yeah. early 1900s, right? I mean, like now it's it just never it just never stops. It, well, no, exactly, and in that area, so and in an attempt to to keep it um, legitimate, historical, they yeah. block they the city actually blocks development in that area because mm-hmm. if it looks like every other city, it loses some of its mystique. Yes, I. You know, and I'll and I'll give you that, and I'll agree with that, sure. Yeah. Um, but I think eventually it's going to cause this town to be forgotten. Um, which I, I mean, it's a little, and and we keep calling this a city, right? It's more of a town. It's like eight roads long. It's a blip on a map. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I think they have like three street lamps or street lights. Which like. is now here's the other thing, right? And 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 then we'll we'll move on. Um, so, you yeah. know, I don't want to run Castadega into the ground, but uh, maybe I do. Uh, so Casadega itself is tiny, okay? Just just so we understand this, and it is the psychic capital of the world, based on the amount of mediums and psychics that that you know are self proclaimed that live there. Which means that of all the other super spooky fucking places that you know about, every single one of them, this has the most uh, people trying to tell you your future for six ninety nine. Yeah. Um. There you go. Don't say I never gave you any fucking tourism stuff. Uh, yeah, I just—I mean, come on down to Florida. You can see our old timey weird place. Our old timey weird place. No, I wanted to. Honestly, I found it super interesting because it's right down the road from us. Yeah, because um, we live near it. It's 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 one of those things where when you read something online that for for being famous for something, because that's the capital of the world, the psychic capital of the world. Yes, the small eight street yeah <laughs> like that's the capital of the entire world yes like you feel a little like holy shit i live like 20 minutes from there that's cool like i'm i'm near a possible national monument oh hey look at that in a uh, one more day my playstation subscription is going to automatically renew uh, that's going to hurt how much are those? <laughs> uh, like a hundred and something, I'm pretty sure, uh, for the year. I'm just going to let it happen. <laughs> yeah, just, just let it happen. And when your wife's like, what the fuck is this? She'll be like, oh, no, I didn't notice. I couldn't cancel in time. Oh, no. Notice. Why am I saying it on my podcast? <laughs> Please don't listen to this episode, Patrick, so I don't want to be in trouble. Don't listen to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, so anyway, Casadega's weird. Come to Florida. Check it out. So, uh, yeah. what else we got? Well, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some craziness. Ooh. I don't know if you know this, but um, did you know that the ruby slippers from The Wizard of Oz were stolen? Like, yeah, ago? yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I watched this show called Expedition Unknown, mm-hmm. and uh, Josh Gates, cool show. I recommend it to anybody. It's a travel channel thing. Um, oh, hold on. Side note. On Travel Channel, haven't watched it yet, but um, what's her 
what's her fucking face from Transformers? The one that quit after like the first three movies? Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. Megan mm-hmm. Fox now has a show on Travel Channel. Really? Where she travels like to like um, ancient places. Mm-hmm. And like talks to archaeologists and shit. I haven't watched it yet. It looks cool, I'm and curious. Megan Fox is hot, so I'm probably <laughs> I'm probably gonna well, check it out. I mean, sure, but like I'm just curious as to what because usually with something like that, that's been very overdone. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious as to what <laughs> their take on it is, or what what's supposed to be different about hot her girl. doing it. That's gonna be the difference. It's gonna be the if same. That's the only difference. Then that's that's kind of no. It's gonna but... fail. Come on. It's gonna fail. The, you know, I don't know. Do you know why? Like, ex- so the reason Expedition Unknown does so well is because they're very real about being a TV show, and everything they right. but but everything they do is also real. So like, yeah. when they're in the middle of the jungle, rappelling down the side of a fucking mountain, they're actually in the middle of a jungle, rappelling down the side of a mountain. Uh, to go try to find this thing, and then later on in the season, you get a cool episode where they'll be showing the cutout clips from that, and how yeah, like and, the fuck up, and how like everybody almost died prepping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just like, hey, we cut this out because like we can't, but like Jesus. Yeah, and so I appreciate them for that. Anyway, anyway, without super super derailing you, um, mm-hmm. uh, they did a whole episode on it. They went diving in a frozen lake where supposedly they were thrown. They interviewed. Somebody that was in jail uh, that had supposedly heard from somebody that knew where they were, um, okay. and, and so I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if they found it in that episode. I don't. I don't actually. They did not. Oh, okay. Okay. And the reason why I know that <clears throat> is because September of this year, the FBI have recovered the ruby slippers in a sting operation. Nice. Specifically for them. Nice. So, <clears throat> basically, um, there are um, four pairs of these shoes that are in existence, right? Yes. Um, there was more originally. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, no. There, there were four that were created in the film. Oh, okay. Like four, okay. four pairs. Four pairs. Not, <clears throat> not like four shoes. There's four pairs. So there's eight shoes total. Okay. Um, and essentially, two of them are owned by private collectors. One of them, uh, and by private collectors, I mean, like, one shoe was owned by Leonardo DiCaprio, and the other shoe is owned by, uh, I can't remember his name. Super deeper, rich, actory type people. Yeah, Yeah. and they have them on display in different places or in their private collections or what have you. And these shoes um, were stolen out of a museum Mm -hmm. um, after there was an error that occurred with the alarm system. That for whatever reason, uh, the alarm so... did not reach the... It didn't call the police like it was supposed now, to. Now, hold on. Have you seen the video, the surveillance video? No, I haven't. So th- I, in that... I Okay, so this I did see. In the surveillance video, mm-hmm. and, the way, and the way the cops talk about it, they think inside job. They think that it was left oh, off intentionally um, and for them to steal the slippers. I agree 100% because you don't have... You don't have accidental alarm failure. No, you don't. On you don't. on one of your most prized possessions. Like that's not how that works. You inspect that shit, you triple inspect it because originally and and I also have a theory that maybe the owner might have been part of it in a form of insurance fraud. Well, yeah, because the because insurance on those want, fuckers. Oh, yeah, the insurance on those is like a million dollars or some shit. Yeah. Like holy shit. Extra um, but, extra dumb. Yes. Yeah. 
But like he specifically said he didn't want them to be put in a vault every night because um, <coughs> he didn't want them to be handled by the people every day. And he figured the base security of the of the place would be fine. I mean, it could be. Um, and that could be true. Because isn't the like other ones the in like the people. Smithsonian or some shit? Yeah, I mean, like, it, and and it's true, um, but I mean, those are the Smithsonian is also a higher end museum than the one that this was. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would trust the Smithsonian because the whole place is a vault. Yeah, but even the Smithsonian doesn't like to touch or move their slippers. Right, but they're constantly but having to. That, to they like... also have the security ne- measures necessary to be able to protect them outside of the vault. Yeah, that's true. Because the whole place is a fucking vault. Like the Smithsonian locks down like nobody's fucking business when it needs. To. Well, they'll put shit in like airtight chambers. Like, yeah, uh, if something's starting to decay from time or whatever, they'll they'll vacuum chamber that bitch, mm-hmm. and it and that's it. It stays that way. Never gets you touched don't, again. You don't unseal it. <clears throat> yeah. And um, so essentially, um, this guy here recently, well, like a year ago, um, he rolled up, um, Roll up to the company that insured the slippers saying, hey, I got information about the shoes and how they can be returned. Um, and the way he was talking about it and you know the way he was acting, it became apparent that he was really trying to extort the owners of the slippers. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. And so um, the Grand Rapids police called the FBI saying, hey, we've got this guy trying to extort for the slippers. They're really claiming that they know where they are and, you know, they have information, but, you know, reward money. Um, and it's basically like hostage money. Um, it was, though, essentially. And so um, after nearly a year-long investigation um, from the FBI's art crime team, FBI laboratory, and field offices in Chicago, Atlanta, and Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, the slippers were recovered in an undercover operation in Minneapolis. And basically, uh, which is funny because, um, like, what the fuck? Why Minneapolis? Who hides out in Minneapolis? Uh, like, that's such a fucking nowhere place. It, I don't no, know. it is. It is for sure. So, so they found him in a sting, huh? Yeah, they found him in a sting. They, they're very tight-lipped about the specifics. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're saying they want to make sure they got everyone involved. I wonder um, they arrested if... some people, but they didn't release who they arrested. All we know is that the shoes have been recovered, and the agents from the FBI field uh, field team uh, transported the recovered slippers to the Smithsonian Institute of National American History, and essentially um, uh, that's where the other pair of ruby slippers were on display, and um, they returned them there to make sure they were the legitimate item. Um, so they analyzed them and Don Wallace, the, uh, Smithsonian conservator who, um, had been working to conserve the museum slippers. Um, he analyzed them and determined not only were they the correct shoes, it ends up that one pair of the shoe, like one shoe was supposed to go to their pair and one shoe was supposed to go to the recovered pair. Like the Smithsonian had one of the other guy's shoes and their shoe. Mm-hmm. And then, so they were a mismatched pair basically yep. to each other, um, which is hilarious. Um, and uh, he was like, yeah, somehow over the shoes, the pairs of shoes were messed up. Um, and he said that the Ruby slippers are among the most requested objects by visitors to the museum. And that people's eyes just light up when they see them. Um, 
And essentially the FBI is still saying, hey, if you guys have any more information for anyone else involved in this, give us a call. Um, so if you guys know anything, there is reward money involved of up to a million dollars for information. So y'all want some easy money and you know some fucker who's been talking too much at the bar about how he stole some slippers. Hit him up, FBI. I wonder if, uh, because uh, apparently in that Expedition Unknown um, episode I was talking about, stuff mm-hmm. like the uh, the conversation with the inmate that said they knew somebody you know who knew about them, mm-hmm. the video surveillance and all that other stuff that was shown um, has never been shown before. So, uh, that before that, yeah, so it's super interesting. Um, I wonder if, 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 like, hmm, when did that episode come out? Um, I'd have to look, let's see, hold on. Because what I'm curious about is if it came out after September, they might have had footage about them being recovered. I don't or, remember if. Hold on, Ruby. Does it have to be a pretty, no. s- pretty, s- pretty recent episode? No, yeah, yeah. It, it was. Well, I don't know if it was last two months. Season five, episode six, premiered July. So this happened right before. Right before. Uh, they, oh my god! You know it. how mad they are. And uh, well, no, they were working. So in that episode, they were working with the FBI and whatnot. Oh, mm-hmm. they were part of the operation yeah. then. That's fascinating. I wonder I wonder if the FBI was playing mind games. Like they were like, Yeah, we'll help you out and let's show all this footage and do all this and and basically try and rattle the people um just to fuck with them right before they came in for the kill. Cause you know they're not willing to release that kind of stuff until they're sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because no, they've for never sure. shown the footage before and they're that close to an investigation. They already knew what was going on. Ah, uh, apparently they released a special extended edition on the fifth of September. When did that? Yeah, no, no, that. Um, let me find the article that I was reading. When did? As, as I wonder, when when did they locate them? Come on. I know it was September something. Where are you? I wonder if if it wasn't even the FBI playing mind games, or if they were like in cahoots with them, and they were uh, with the TV series, and they're like, "Well, you guys helped with, um, uh, helped with the investigation by getting information out there. You can be the first to report on." That'd be my guess because I think it was September fifth. Ruby slippers recovered. I wonder when Ruby slippers recovered when when were they recovered my September 4th was when they were recovered uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's exactly and, what it right. was they were like hey come on out we we got your back. Yeah, so I, I mean, I I don't think that there's any way possible that they were already planning to put out a, an episode on the fifth of September with follow up or whatever. Yeah, um, that that was them calling and be like, "We're about to arrest these guys. Roll up with you." Yeah, no shit. I <laughs> no, I I don't remember if it went down that way or not. I think you know because they're not really that kind of show, but 
Um, yeah, but you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. Yeah, no, it's something. So, so yeah, that's another fun-filled fact for all you folks. Fun-filled fact. Ruby slippers for all you folks. That was like that was some alliteration. You're welcome. It was. You know what? The word of the day is alliteration. That's why I clapped. I was proud of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, you know what? It's only eleven o'clock. Uh, I have uh, I have one quick thing to talk about. A little weird, right out of the corner. Nice. So uh, we're gonna we'll knock it out and and, and knock it. Yeah, off. we're gonna knock it out, jack it off. It's gonna be great. Um. What? Okay. What? I don't know about that second one. Are you sure? I'm pretty is sure. Is it too early? Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's too amory on. It's too early on camera. Good job, Popeye. So, um, punch your lights up. Oh man, the kids will never know about Popeye and the horrible TV series that was, and how poor and how poor olive oil was a little bit of a whore. But a hamburger today. Let's be honest, olive oil. She was only fighting old Pete when Popeye was there to see, okay? Um, well, she had to show out for her Yeah, memes. exactly. <laughs> but we know what was going on. Whore! Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, hey, ow! Anyway, so I have a bit of an alien uh, alien conspiracy. Ooh. This woman... Um, now, this is, a, this is a, actually from last year, this story. I've read it before. Um Breaking news. Breaking news from August of 2017. Um, so this woman claims that she is an alien-human hybrid. What do you think about that? Um, no. Probably well, not. Well, how about this? So I'm going to read the first little paragraph here. So you may have grown up with a fairly difficult childhood or a simple one. The reasons for having a difficult childhood vary from one child to another. For instance, difficult may be in terms of one child having odd features or having foster parents. Well, Lisa, her greatest difficulty is that she was born as an alien-human hybrid. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So then it tells us to keep reading more about her mysterious birth of this Canadian resident. Oh, God. All Canadians are aliens. Not a Floridian? No. Uh, so apparently she's six foot three, blonde hair, green eyes. Okay. Uh, she's always felt different. Well, yeah, you're fucking six three, lady. You're, really <laughs> you're, tall. Very... you're taller than I am. <laughs> like, I felt different, and I'm six foot So two. more outstanding um, than her striking presence is that she believes what many UFO circles refer to her as a human hybrid. Hybrids are often defined as a child or as the children of abductees who've been subjected uh, to contact with aliens and women impregnated. Now, why they would do that, I don't understand, but whatever. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, the resulting birth uh, leaves a human hybrid, so alien traits, um, uh, but they tend to lie dormant. Now, the human traits are more active. Now, why? I don't know. It doesn't tell us. Mm-hmm. So something is different, though, and it is perceived, and these human hybrids feel like they don't fully belong on Earth. It's kind of like they're able to tell uh, uh, that they're spooky, that they're spooky scaries and that they don't belong here. Exactly. Um, I'm not even sure what this is, Bryce. That's an alien-human okay. hybrid. Okay. <laughs> 
from XCOM 2. Good job. Uh, I was I'll put in there there for the Facebook later. So, on the outside, uh, the eyes of human hybrids are often compelling. Um, so when you look at them, it feels like they reach deep into your soul. Well, okay. So I will say that for hers, I, I all I gotta say is when I look at them, I'm wondering which eyes look. Yeah, at dude, right? Um, like she has almost like chameleon eyes. You know how chameleons have the two eyes that are independent of each other, and they're, and they're like kind on the of sides of the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like her eyes are like just like an inch too far apart, um, and it, it's really distracting. Supposedly, they're very intuitive. Uh, they sense, okay. feel, and seemingly communicate telepathically. Uh, let's see. These traits are and more define Lisa's experiences. Having a mysterious birth, which they still haven't talked about yet, by the way. Yeah, they haven't said. What's no, they haven't. They just keep talking about how it's uh, how it is. Um, like, which, did, did she come out? Lisa shares like, that just a few of her um, high strangeness observations interpreted into English through UFO researcher. Um, okay. I have a reason for being here. And it is a little different than other people. But I feel like there are a lot of people like this. What the fuck did you even okay. just say? I don't understand. I have a reason for being here that's different from a lot of people, but there's a lot of other people who are like yep. me. So, one, it's not all that different if you have an entire subsection that's the same. Yep. Two, you still haven't said what your fucking reason or is. Or what your mysterious birth is, which I'm hoping we're about to get to. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> there is something to be done. We need you to can't change reference things. Like four times and it's a very heavy birth. burden to have. So, according to her, she's the alien human hybrid to fucking save the world. Okay, so she's the messiah, yep. the alien messiah. Uh, Lisa says that um, as she sees herself, she tries to grasp the mystery of what she feels within. It's And the mystery of her birth. Um, so check out what she has to say, and there's this video here. Uh, the video is 15 minutes long, so Fuck you know that. we're definitely not going to watch it. And it's just an interview... And it's just her saying the same shit she's been saying yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was written down, which is, my purpose is, is, is here, and it's it's different from other people, and there's other people like me. Well, and I, I think that this is important, and I was born mysteriously. All right, that's all the time I have. Got to go. Well, here's the funny by. part is, as you skip through the video, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't speak English. A guy essentially is talking and translating for her for the whole time. But she seems what, to. What language is she speaking? Um, is it just ga- gobbly good? No, is like, she is. I don't know what it is because supposedly this is she's from Canada, so I don't fucking know. Um, maybe French. Maybe it might be French. It could be French. Hold on, let me listen because it was hard to find her talking. Because um, it's mostly the other dude translating. Let's see. I think she's just. I think she's just nutty. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hold on. You can't. You can't come up and say, "I'm an alien hybrid. I have a mysterious birth," and then not explain the mysterious birth. I'm sorry. There's nothing mysterious about your birth until you tell me. I what's guess it's fr- so. If you, I don't know if you're on the page or not. Um, 
But at the bottom, there's a video, right? Check out what she has to say. And at about like seven twenty ish, she talks. We'll, we'll post. We'll post the article. So up yeah, so we'll Facebook. we'll share it. So there's nothing about. And and then you guys, anyone who knows French, can tell us if it's French. Here's the other thing: if she and if she really if she does says. say something about the mysterious birth, or I missed it in this article somehow, please point it out. But I don't under... Yeah. So so from what I gather, maybe she didn't know her parents, she was in foster care, and her eyes look weird. Uh, oh, and she's freakishly fucking tall. Uh, which, supposedly, then, she doesn't, she doesn't know about her birth, it's mysterious, um, and you're freakishly tall. I'm sorry, but... I I don't believe as much as I am an alien guy, right? We all know that. We all know it. I'm gonna go ahead and say that this conspiracy, this theory, um, is bunk. Uh, no belief. No bueno. No, no bueno. bueno. Um. <clears throat> so I'll post this article. It'll be on our Facebook page. You guys can check it out. Be and you just be warned. She looks weird. Uh, a little bit. Now I don't know if this is like when you first go to this article. There's a picture of this little girl here. I, this is definitely a doctored picture. Um, oh, yeah. you know they've yeah they with all this shit. It's one of those like has science gone too yeah, far? Yeah, 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 yeah. Videos you, like you remember those ads? I miss those ads actually because they were pretty. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's just like a a goldfish parrot. What has science gone too far? And it's just like Jesus. I dude, see no like, issue with a goldfish parrot. Like, well, not only that, but like, that's when clickbait was still in its fucking like uh, Sasquatch marries Elvis at the supermarket paper. You know those the the shit yep. papers. I can't remember what they're called. Yep. What did, what what did the Men in Black call them? The, the hot, hot sheets. sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The hot sheets. Like th- that was when clickbait was the hot sheets of clickbait. Well, yeah. I mean, but that's kind of where it came from, right? I mean, that's that's where we. Oh, a hundred percent. That's that's the origins of clickbait. It's just, just like what Sasquatch married Elvis. Well, this I gotta see. And then it's just shit. It's always just shit. All right, I did already share it to our Facebook, so you guys should definitely check it out. It's hilarious. Check it out, um, guys. It's great. Also, I think that we're gonna go ahead and wrap up because I got to. Uh, yeah. I got to change costumes. You got to skedaddle, and I got a. I got a splash water on my face and face the day. Yuppers. So, so uh, thanks for being here. Uh, I know that I did see one or two people in and out uh, for thank the live you. stream. So thank you very much for that. People that watch it after the fact or later on, I know a lot of you prefer to watch the video. We love you thank too. you very much. Um, I don't, we're, we're working on scheduling. So I apologize for the morning thing. I kind of liked it. Um, it's a fun little thing to do every yeah, night. Yeah. You know, mix it up. Uh, so, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I guess I'll try to plug us, uh, you know, check us out on Facebook, PB the letter NJ podcast, uh, on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, PB the letter NJ podcast on YouTube. It's actually literally everything. Shoot us an electronic mail. Yeah. Uh, that's again, PB, the letter NJ. So PB and J podcast at gmail.com. Our message on, on Facebook messenger. I've actually talked to a few people who've messaged us, uh, with either critique or, or asking questions for further specification on articles yep. and stuff. Um, and it's been really cool. So, like, definitely, 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 um, you know, keep hitting us up on on Facebook. That's always fun for me to. Yes, to see. and uh, and yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that we fucking nailed it, nailed right. it, and then one for Jordan. Nailed no, it. Jordan's Jordan's is more like. 